Well, hello, it is Wednesday, December the 2nd of 2015. My name is Nolan Kaler. And I'm Daniel Friesen. Oh, that was a test. And you, you passed with flying ha, colors. Ha. I'm not going to cut you off ever again, Daniel. And I apologize for ever having done so. You are listening to Wittenberg Radio. And as always, you can catch up with the latest things of Wittenberg Radio at our Facebook page, Wittenberg Radio. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Wittenberg Radio. WittenbergRadio.com is the place you can check out past episodes. Also subscribe on iTunes and or and or the podcatcher of your choice. And you can also send us your comments, questions, emails, concerns, any of the above at WittenbergRadio at gmail.com. This is our second last episode of the semester. Yeah. How does that happen? I don't know. It seems like yesterday that we were on a golf course planning out our entire, like, Wasn't that yesterday? The, pretty much. We snuck onto the golf course. Played some golf. With all the snow. It was it great. Was, I lost every single golf ball I ever owned. I broke all my golf clubs. They're all rusty now. Yep. But, but uh, it was worth it. We got a lot of good planning done. We got a heck of a lot of great planning done. It's, yeah. So now we've had a whole semester's worth of that. And now we can actually have a full planned next semester. That's right. Right. Tons of great stuff coming up in the next semester as well. And, of course, we've got Wittenberg Radio Live coming up in just a couple of days. A few short days. Yes. It's going to be great. We'll Wittenberg have more, Radio Live. We'll have All more, kinds of fun surprises in store. We'll have more details coming up at the end of the show. But first, what a guest we have here for you today, CMU alumni Bucky Drieger. If you've ever been to any CMU extracurricular gathering ever, you will have likely heard today's guest in some capacity. It's not like he was at those gatherings. Bucky graduated from this institution in 2007, after all. 2006? 2007. Do you know? Seems legit. I don't know the exact date. Okay. I'm not his biographer. He's graduated. However, his music still roams these halls through his current band, which I'm sure you've never heard of, some crazy outfit called Royal Canoe. Yes, that's Royal Canoe, the Juno-nominated pop wizards from right here in the Peg City who have opened for such bands as Bombay Bicycle Club, as well as having played places like Coachella in the States, Oceaga here in Canada, as well as on the radio program Q, among countless other venues. The record Today We're Believers, for those of you who don't have ears at this school, is full of catchy hooks and underused beat styles guaranteed to keep those toes tapping. Their next full-length LP was recorded this summer with our own Dan Friesen working some of the technical side as part of his practicum. How's that? It was, it was fun. It was uh, a long and uh, intense process. Uh, I was an intern at the studio, so it's not like I was... It was more of a coincidence <laughs> than like I was not personally asked by the band. But yeah, I got, to, got, got a sneak preview. I've heard you know the whole album pre-mixed um but i can't reproduce it for you at all right before we chat or would i because it's not mine right before we (laughs) chat with bucky is there anything you can say about the sound or Um, that you would would be comfortable saying or allowed to say i don't want to overstep my bounds i don't want to like fine make any enemies uh i can tell you it's very good good i'm sure every royal community has musical notes Whoa. Rhythms. They're pulling out all the stops on this one. Key changes. Whoa. Vocals. Guitars, drums, <sighs> keyboards. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. That's all I can say. They're really pushing the boundaries of music here. Definitely. Yeah. Royal Canoe heads back out on the studio this week, making stops in Regina and Saskatoon. But on right the now. Studio. What's that? On studio. Uh, on tour. On tour. Did I say on studio? You did. Royal Canoe heads back out on the road this week making stops in Regina and Saskatoon but right now Bucky Drieger joins us 
uh, on the phone. So here is our conversation. On the phone with Bucky Drieger of Royal Canute, joining us on the line from his home in Winnipeg. Hello. Hello. Uh, it's thank you so much for being here. Okay, so you graduate from this, inst- or you come to this institution rather, and you come here and say, I'm going to be in a band. How does that trajectory work itself out? Like, why why CMU for you? Um, well, it was, you know, it's kind of in the family lineage for me. <laughs> uh, my grandpa went there, and my grandma, and my parents, and my brother. <laughs> so it was kind of like, you know, that was like the natural uh, progression after high school uh, was to go to CMU. And how that relates to being in a band, I'm not really sure. <laughs> um, but I guess I, you know, fell in with a group of people at CMU that were kind of as sort of interested in in music and the arts and culture as I was. And, uh, you know, that kind of continued to foster my sort of uh interest and passion in that type of thing so um kind of just became an extension of kind of things that i was into uh in high school already so you all are sitting around and you and your friends are getting into art, arts and culture as it were and fostering that love for those things and is there one band or one art movement in particular that you guys are like yeah that's exactly what I want to try and emulate or be a contemporary of um I mean it's been different for different projects that I've been a part of for sure um like uh I guess the guys in my in Royal Canoe the current band um you know don't have a connection to CMU other than than me um but, you know, we had a different set of influences than maybe I had growing up. I know in high school, like, Weezer was my favorite band of all time. I cannot say the same today. Uh, <laughs> what are but, you talking uh, about? The last record was fantastic. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> um, but I mean, you know, that that sort of music, I felt like maybe that band for me was, like, a turning point personally in terms of, they kind of like, at least their first few records kind of bridged this gap between sort of the more independent music world and the mainstream music world. And they were kind of like my, my gateway drug into a scene of music that, you know, I didn't necessarily even know existed because it, you know, it wasn't on the radio. That was before, you know, streaming and YouTube was as popular. So, um, you know, you only really found out about music by like seeing it on much music or, or listening to the radio. And, uh, and so that was kind of a gateway into just like bands that were doing things a little bit, uh, out of the norm. Hmm. Uh, okay. So let's, let's continue on this little, uh, story of Bucky's music career. Shall we? You, uh, you're in a couple of bands before Royal Canoe, uh, bands like Flying Fox and the Hunter Gatherers and, uh, the Liptonians, just to name a few playing guitar for the waking eyes every now and again. Also, I understand. So, uh, talk a little bit about uh, the formation of Royal Canoe and how this particular project came to be for those who uh, may not know. Yeah. I mean, it was, it kind of just started as a sort of a exercise or a fun, sort of side project for a bunch of people. Um, Matt Peters from the band had written a bunch of songs uh, while the Waking Eyes were working on their last record. Um, and he was looking for a bunch of guys to get together and play them live. Uh, 
so I had already been playing a bit with him, so he asked me to play guitar and do a bit of singing. And then I had been playing with Matt Schellenberg and Latonian, so I asked him to come play keys. And things just kind of started from there. Um, and so kind of what was originally intended to be just a live project uh, turned into a full full on thing us three at least at the at the very beginning just started trying to write some things together just for fun and uh we got really excited about the results it was totally different a totally different process than the bands we had been in before and so that was really exciting to us and so kind of as more people joined the fold and we started to take things more seriously our other projects kind of fell by the wayside and Mm -hmm. just became the main focus yeah, so now that project has certainly become the main focus and you know, you just really you have released a full length record or two actually for that matter and you've spent two like the last two years essentially touring on and off touring this last record today we're believers. What is one thing uh, that you experienced in this last like tour cycle or even like in the recording process of today we're believers that that really sticks out and is going to and maybe if you look back on this 10 20 years from now you think wow, that was a really cool time when I recorded today we're believers. Uh, from that pro- from that record cycle, I mean, we, you know, there were just a lot of firsts uh, for us, you know, that record was like my first, or leading up to that record was my first time kind of touring in the States, mm. and now that's become kind of commonplace, and that was, that record was uh, just the first time playing a bunch of, like, you know, festivals, which has been a really fun and important part of, you know, kind of what gives me joy in doing this band too and so um trying to think of one specific moment i mean it's it's really this will sound really cheesy but Mm -hmm. it's the little things that count uh like i remember kind of just like little snapshots along the way of like um you know working on a song with these guys that i didn't know all that well um and being in a rehearsal space and just like all of a sudden, you know, busting out into hysterical laughter because some beat we made was like so groovy that we couldn't contain ourselves and got really giddy <laughs> and excited about it or whatever, you know, it's just like stumbling on these magic moments with these, with these people that, you know, are now my colleagues and good friends. Um, and, uh, you know, that was like a really kind of like, I will, look on those uh that kind of writing recording process very nostalgically hmm um what is there anything that sort of carried over from that last touring cycle into the recording of uh of that new record like music wise or Uh, song wise yeah sure um yeah i mean like i think we went into this next writing uh process um with a better idea of um kind of what what things made Royal Canoe tick on the first record. Maybe it felt like we were um, trying to figure out like what we sounded like. Cause we didn't really know it was a new group of people and we didn't really know where our, you know, where our inclinations kind of met and uh, what it, what that made. So I think, I don't know if it made this process any easier or shorter. It still took a few years to <laughs> finish this next batch of songs, but uh, I think we just had a stronger idea of, 
you know, all the tools we had in our toolbox to, to make it happen. Hmm. Uh, are there any of those, any of those tools? Like if you went and back and listened to the last record now, using maybe some new tools that you have in this toolbox, is there anything that you would change on the old record? Any like specific, oh man, that, that one chord in that one song is just oh, a little, <laughs> little off. Is there any of those moments? That's why I try not to listen to our old stuff <laughs> once it's done. Because <laughs> there will inevitably be things that you want to tinker and change. But that's the joy of finishing a record. You know, the process seems unending. You always want to fix things. But at some point, you have to say, you know, I've made all the decisions that I'm capable of making, and I need to just let this be, be a thing and be at peace with that. And so sometimes that means just not listening to it ever again so that you can't you can't get mad at yourself. Now I'm distanced enough from the last record that I can listen to it and not feel like uh you know I wish like the guitar tone at second 37 of track 4 was 1 dB louder. I don't have to think that anymore. Oh. See now I'm going to go back and listen to track 4 at 37 seconds and see what I can hear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How much can you say about the new record? Anything? Uh, what, what can what can listeners and fans expect? Uh, I can say that we're done recording it and mixing it, um, and so it's kind of just in the final stages of of us signing off on on everything. And uh, I think you know, I think we. I'd. In my brain, it's more focused than the last record, but it's still kind of all over the place stylistically. Hmm. Um, we've kind of maintained things that we really, you know, loved about our last record, which is like there's still lots of kind of uh, electronic and acoustic beats intermingling with each other. Um, so a big focus on the rhythm section. Uh, we spent lots of time making weird noises and samples and running things through pedals and so it's just as uh sonically expansive i suppose um so i think to me it feels just like maybe a more refined extension of of the sound we kind of started mining Hmm. on the last record well right on i'm sure everybody's very excited to hear that because the last record is and still is somehow it's like it's it's a mainstay around these parts. Um, if you were to show this new record to those buddies you were hanging out with here at CMU, do you think they'd like it? I don't know. I still get together <laughs> with most of them uh, every year for a top ten records of the year party. Whoa, that's, that's so awesome. that's been pretty great to maintain that connection. Like some of them I see much more often than that, but a few of them, you know, it's only that once a year because people have traveled and you know moved elsewhere or whatever but when they're home for the holidays or whatever we try and make this happen um so i'll let you know how it goes (laughs) perfect the follow-up interview has now been set up yeah Um, (laughs) i definitely want to come back and ask about those 10 records of the year uh in a bit but first i want to know what kind of records uh you as a band were listening to when you were starting to write these songs like what's what sort of sounds uh were were you looking at in terms of trying to make this new record um yeah i mean i think you know what i think I, I do think that kind of one thing that's permeated our music since the first record is 
we spent a lot of time on the road together. And so we had a lot of different people uh, manning the uh, iPod at the front of the van. And so you really, you know, there's a pretty diverse musical taste in the band. And so everyone's kind of getting schooled on everyone else's sort of uh, type of music that they're into or bands that they're into or whatever. And so um, like Michael is a really big kind of like old school hip hop fan. Um, and so we listen to a lot of hip hop in the van. Brendan likes listening to a lot of like um, mellower stuff, classical music. I'm, I'm stereotyping them. That's not all they listen to. But, right. You know, these are just things that, you know, they've, you know, indoctrinated us with over the last couple of years of touring, I think. You know, and then as we're listening, we're kind of, you know, right away turning into like songwriter producer mode and picking apart the songs and like debating what's good and what's not and and thinking about like the production technique and how you know, a song that we're listening to is like really cool and how we'd like to incorporate that. And so uh, I think that's been a really positive thing. And I, again, I think it's kind of like made our unit more cohesive in terms of what we're pushing towards musically. Is there ever any uh, conflict that arises as a result of someone's music taste in the van? Like, does someone just absolutely dislike an artist so much to the point of like, why are we playing this? Shut it off. Does that ever happen? Uh, probably only when I'm behind the wheel and I think it's funny to have like a Blink-182 marathon. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. I, I'm assuming they would make it onto that top 10 records of the year list. Oh yeah, for sure. Good. <laughs> um, but like, no, I mean, pretty much if you're driving, you can pick what, pick what we're listening to. So we, that's a pretty sacred, uh, pact between us. You've got a lot of touring credits under your name, as you've mentioned, and a lot of amazing acts that you've been able to share the stage with. Um, what Have these acts ever turned you on to a sound or maybe influenced um, the way you uh, think about or make music? I mean, I think a big part of touring with other bands has been um, just like more people to like debate stuff with it's adding more people to this sort of conversation i was talking about in the mm-hmm. van and also it's been a big like uh maybe influence because a lot of them you know if we're opening for someone generally they're at a higher level than we are so their show is a lot more elaborate um than ours and so you know we've been able to kind of um slice off some some knowledge from watching their shows every night and kind of seeing how they do things and the production that goes into it and all that stuff. And, you know, maybe even if we're not at that level, just talking about kind of scaled down versions of, of those things that we can do. Um, you know, cause for us at the start, it was just get up there and play your songs. And, you know, that's the most important part. And that's still the most important part to us, but there are other elements can, that can kind of help enhance, that experience and uh i think touring with other bands has definitely um turned us on you know to some of that stuff hmm that's a really interesting uh interesting perspective um how what can you say about how this band has influenced you in your personal life 
cutting deep now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, it's certainly changed my my personal life drastically. Uh, I do a lot of the kind of businessy admin stuff for the band. Hmm. Um, so it's like, it's pretty much a full-time job that I don't really uh, get paid for that piece of it. <laughs> so that's definitely affected like my day-to-day life and, and the way, you know, that I've kind of set up, uh, set up my life to, to be able to, you know, throw myself into this band completely. And, um, I think, you know, I, I think I can speak for all of us when I say like, um, there was a point where it just felt like, well, we're either going to, we're either going to kind of keep doing this kind of on the side in between, you know, work or, or, um, other things in our lives, or we're going to throw ourselves into this and see what happens. Uh, you know, everyone still works jobs here and there and some people more regularly than others, but you know, that's all kind of working around the band as opposed to, um, the band working around those things. And so, that's kind of a leap of faith, and mm. um, I think I can say that my quality of life since I did that is like not that my life was not great before because it was pretty great, but my quality of life uh, right now is you know really high. Even though it's a lot of work and a lot of stress and a lot of kind of um, maybe not always being compensated for the time you're putting in in a financial sense I feel compensated in terms of my quality of life and I'm putting energy into something that uh, I really really care about and you know I think that's a pretty I think that's a pretty awesome thing to to feel like like the thing that you're devoting you know most of your time into is something that you're really really passionate about and really care about and uh you know not not everyone can say that so i feel i feel lucky and happy that i made those decisions i think we speak for um us and all of our listeners when we say that you are living the dream sir um (laughs) so is there has there ever been like a sort of a moment i mean you guys are no strangers to adversity on the road between a uh, certain nose injury that was uh, plaguing one of your last tours and even like a van getting broken into and having lots of your equipment stolen have you ever felt like there's been maybe this will be a two-part question has there ever been a moment where you felt like oh man why am i struggling along this path of indie rock and roll and have how has the support of those around like that those support the band how's how's the support of those kind of people uh sort of operated as uh, as the band goes on like how how have they influenced you i mean yeah, that question I can probably answer in one fell swoop, and I can say that, um, like, I'd say that that kind of like tension between why am I doing this and this is the most amazing thing ever is like almost a daily, almost a daily occurrence, <laughs> especially when you're on the road and things are in such extremes. When you're on the road, you're kind of away from you know, you know, the majority of your friends and family and, and, you know, it's not 
really the most glamorous way to live. But, um, and so you're constantly kind of questioning like, well, why am I, why am I doing this? Why am I away from everyone? Why am I feeling, (laughs) why do I need to be on the road doing this? But at the same time, like, and this might sound lame too, but I can say this with a straight face is that when we get up on stage and we play a show and it's a good show and there are people there and they're appreciating what we're doing and there's that kind of exchange of of energy between us and the audience uh that's like that is the thing that like i need in my life (laughs) (laughs) so that is that is like a a big piece of you know what keeps keeps that machine going Hmm. i can say i could tour you know almost this is an over exaggeration but i can almost tour forever if the shows are always good if the shows are good mm-hmm. uh, if if we're playing well if i feel like we're putting on a good show and if there's a you know a good response from the audience that's like that's the fuel that kind of keeps things going and it, i mean it doesn't get old <laughs> that feeling hasn't gotten old to me yet i don't know if it ever will Here's hoping it doesn't, and you have a very profound fell swoop answer. Um, if I were to ask you, okay, now we're going to go back to this uh, thing about the the ten record collection thing here now. Oh if man! You, oh yeah. So here, uh, I haven't prepared yet. Okay, well, I'll make it. I'll make it simpler for you. If you were to tip uh, CMU <laughs> listeners to a to a a Winnipeg artist or a Manitoba artist that they need to hear, who would that be? Oh man. A Winnipeg artist. Okay. Who's my faves right now? Mm. Okay, well, one of my favorite Winnipeg bands, and they've been around for a long time, is Mahogany Frog. Um, yeah. Just proggy synth madness. Um, just, I think they're doing some of the most like interesting and innovative stuff in the city, for sure. Um, and they're incredible uh to watch live i try and go see them every chance that i can hmm all right there you go cmu mahogany frog go check him out when you get the chance and if we were to play a uh if we were to spin a record right now on this show what should we play sir this is our music pick of the week that's normally done by matthew Barron, our uh resident uh music picker of the <laughs> week of the band finn but we're gonna throw the honor to you this week bucky what's it gonna be Okay, uh, do I have any like uh, any stipulations, or is this like a carte blanche to to throw something at you? Anything you want. Carte blanche. Okay. Um, well, what you gotta give me some uh, you gotta give me some criteria. <laughs> you wanna you wanna mellow out? You wanna get, oh. get a little crazy? Okay. Well, here's the okay. Here's the kicker. It's music that uh, it's the end of November and papers are done and exams are coming up. Okay. You listen to what? Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I think... Uh, have you guys played D'Angelo on the show before? We no, have not. we have not. That's Because a... his new record is incredible. And it's really, uh, it's really sexy and groovy. And uh, I would definitely want to, you know, uh, shake my butt a bit to oh. it uh, after... Uh, 
I was done my exam. Yep, you and me so both. So I would play the song uh, Sugar Daddy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Perfect. That is a great pick. Thank you so much for joining us here today, Bucky, on the show. We really, really appreciate it. And all the best as we uh, as we can uh, expect this new Royal Canoe record. Uh, is there a release date on the on the books, maybe? Yes? No, there's nothing nothing formalized yet. Okay. Next year. <laughs> so next year, we're looking out for the new Royal Canoe record. Bucky Drieger is a member of the band, and he joined us on the phone today. Thank you so much, Bucky. Thanks for having me. All right.
Sugar Daddy by D'Angelo here on Wittenberg Radio, as requested by Bucky Drieger of Royal Canoe, who is with us on the show this week. Awesome. Man, that was a fun interview. We should do more of those. Groovy, groovy. Groovy, groovy. See you. See you. So is what I'm trying to say. Here is what happened in athletics over the past weekend. Women's basketball took on Providence University College, took out a major win, an 83-45 win. Men came up just short in uh, that contest against Prov. So nice job, women. Men will get them next time. I know you will. And women's and men's volleyball was quite active this weekend. They were at the Western Canadians in Swift Current. Men's volleyball took home the uh, took home the title. Like they defeated they defeated Miller uh, two nothing set victory there. Women fell just short in the con. They won in the console. They won the bronze medal over the University of Saint Boniface, which is good for MCAC purposes. So nice job, women, and great job, men. Nice work. And if you want to catch up more sports. Uh, coming up in the next little while, always check out athletics.cmu.ca. What else is coming up on our horizon, aside from the end of the semester? Because it's, you know, freaking December 2nd today. Yeah, how'd that happen? I don't know. I have my first and only exam on the last day of classes, and I just realized that that's like a week from yesterday, and that's terrifying. Yep. <laughs> yep. My last exam was on the last day of exams, and then I'm heading home for the holidays. Um I think December 18th is the last day of exams, right? It seems no idea. Like, okay. It seems that. I think that's right. Anyway, besides the point, coming up also next week is the Christmas Gala, which is happening December the 8th and taking place in the gym. If you've never been before, it's delicious food. Prepare your roast per- beef. And fro- Taste buds. And frozen shrimp, lest we forget. Um, it's going to be a great time. Dress up. It's black tie formal, so everyone wear your suits and I your fancy dresses. I believe the official dress code is semi-formal. Is it semi-formal? Yes. I saw black tie formal on the signs. Well, I saw semi-formal on the tickets. Well, somebody, needs to, get, somebody needs to print some stuff. Someone accurately. email me and tell me how big the discrepancy is. Okay. Of um, course. What else is happening? Wittenberg Radio Live taping happening at this event. That's happening at eight o'clock i believe what the sign says right that's what the posters that that's I what the poster say. said so it happens at eight o'clock i and, use my radical freedom to change what time right it's at. and <laughs> we thusly decreed that it starts at eight o'clock so eight o'clock wittenberg radio live taping along in conjunction with the cmu arts and entertainment committee uh you can definitely be signing up for that coffee house uh the sign-up sheets are going up as um, um, they may already be up I'm not sure if you see a sign up for the coffee house be sure to join in on the fun also we've got some great interviews coming your way uh, we can review a, v- reveal a couple of the guests to be on the show Allie Lord making her uh, return to Wittenberg Radio as well as a bit of a state of the union sort of a thing not really a state of the union that sounds really formal um, there's no union there's no union here we're not union people and uh, we'll also be chatting with Rebecca Steiner, who is the uh, admissions coordinator here at CMU, her first year at CMU. We're going to chat with her as well. So those are two guests that we can reveal to you today. And be sure to check out Wittenberg Radio Live, 8 o'clock, Tuesday night, as part of the CMU Christmas Gala. Other than that, I think we just have to stay tuned for all other announcements. Keep checking that daily, folks. And yeah. What else to say about that? Just keep that's, che- that's I think that's all. So, on behalf of Wittenberg Radio, myself, um, be sure to be checking out for uh, or Wittenberg Radio. I'm gonna learn how to talk. It's late in the semester, guys. 
Okay, so check out our Wittenberg radio <laughs> dance. Stop laughing at me. It's it took me this long to have a really major meltdown like that. Uh, Wittenberg radio at Wittenberg radio on Twitter, Facebook page Wittenberg radio, WittenbergRadio.com for past episodes as well. Email us comments, questions, concerns at WittenbergRadio at gmail.com. My name is Nolan Kaler. And I'm Daniel Friesen. And we'll see you next week at Wittenberg Radio Live. See ya. Live. Wittenberg Radio is a production of CMU Student Council. The views and opinions expressed by hosts and guests are not necessarily those of CMU Student Council. 